I, I guess that you have you ever noticed that some weeks have those days <laughs> and those those days have those moments and, and and those moments can can only be described with one word <laughs> ah! anyone come on yeah like i've just had some of those moments those ah Please, no more. Like, just this week alone. This week alone. And there are other people in here that have raised their hands and others that, are, that, are, that haven't, but I saw the little hand in your heart go, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that have had exactly the same thing happen this week. Just those, those, those moments, you know. And I, I want to liken it to a, a perfect storm. Have you ever watched George Clooney's movie? Perfect Storm. For all the women here, watch it because you like George Clooney. <laughs> For the guys, it's just a good movie, you know. But the the perfect the perfect storm. I've got a description of a perfect storm, yeah. And they say that the perfect storm is a storm that's so beyond destructive, so meticulous in its design that it's nothing short of perfect. That's why they call it a perfect storm, and. I don't really, you know, it's not the exact word that we want to use to describe our lives, but I just, I just want to throw it out there that at times it feels, feels like we're in that perfect storm. You know, we're, we're in this thing that is meticulously designed, you know, that far, goes far beyond just destruction. You know, we look around at our lives and we see just all these issues and all these problems and just as you get over one, there's another one there, yeah? And sometimes it feels like they're going to destroy us. You know, the more people that I speak to, even in our, in our friendship group, we have a beautiful time because we, we have created a space of authenticity, of transparency and openness where people have just really have just bared heart and soul. And so many of our group are going through situations that are just like, ah! But we can pray with them and we can stand with them and we can believe for them in the midst of that, yeah? But when life, when life is so out of control, when it, when it just feels like things aren't, you know, aren't right, what, as Christians, what are we supposed to do when our lives are like that? Like, as Christians... What are we supposed to do when our, when our life feels like it's spinning, like it's just, ah, God? You know, I think there are a couple of things that are really important for us to grab hold of. I, th- I believe God wants to do a really deep work today. I just, I sense that. I sense that all week. And you and I need to understand that there's a difference between the natural and the spiritual. Yeah? There is a difference between the natural and and the spiritual. See, the Bible talks about a spirit realm. The Bible also says that you and I have been born again. In John 3 3, it says, Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Yeah? So you and I have been born again. We're born of the spirit. What that means spiritually is we've passed from death to life. Yeah? You and I have passed from death to life. We have the spirit of the living God living inside of us. We've passed from death to life. We are now citizens of heaven. And the reality is that everything is different there. Everything. 
Totally, absolutely, everything is different there. But, you know, it, no one likes a but. But on the surface, on the outside, <laughs> we don't look any different. On the outside, on the surface, we seem the same. We're still the person that's living this life, that has those days, that have got those moments that are described. Ah, yeah. The difference for us, though, is that Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And we fight our battles spiritually instead of physically. Yeah? Like, it so does my head in as a pastor, as a believer, not even as a pastor, just as a Christian. When I see stuff on social media or I speak to people who don't believe that the Spirit of God is moving today as he did yesterday. That means I'm stuck with all my woe and pain if the Spirit can't move in my life, yeah? Wouldn't that be terrible? I don't ever want to be, as they call themselves, a, I can never pronounce the word, a sensationist. Did I get it right? Cessationist? That's better. But our battles are fought spiritually, not physically. So what does this all have to do when our lives are just like that, when we're having those moments? You know, I love it that, that Steve picked up on it um, during his communion and he asked, you know, is anyone here who's prayed but those prayers haven't been answered? And he goes, I know half the faces here of people that have prayed things that have not yet had their prayers answered. Yeah? See, knowing how we have to fight the battle has got everything to do with how we fight the battle, with who we are. Because when our lives, when they're just like, ah, physically... They're not like that spiritually. They're, like, they're not like that. We'll definitely encounter spiritual problems and they're tough, but we've got a promise to get us through, yeah? We have a promise. So I, I want to try to equip you with some things because life just sucks when it sucks, yeah? Life just is rotten when it's no good. When you're praying for things and God's not coming to the party or so it seems, when you're struggling with things, and I'm not talking about a five-minute struggle. I'm talking about someone who's had pain that's prayed for one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years. It's not going away and somehow has to hold on to their faith. How do you do that with a God that's loving? But he's not answering the stuff where we want a touch and a healing. You know, 1 John 4, 4 says, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. So greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The battle fought in Jesus, in Christ, is always victorious. We actually cannot lose a spiritual battle. It's already won. Yeah? You've got to understand that. It's already won. Even in a prize fight, a boxer may get knocked down and he may lose particular rounds. But at the end of the fight, there's only one victor. We are always victorious. Even when we go through rounds where we feel like we've been knocked down, where we've lost it on points. Yeah, We just need to get up again. We can't actually lose, no matter how it looks on the outside. That's pretty exciting. Like, it really is. Thank you for acknowledging that. The rest, did you not get that? 
You can't lose. It's like going to, to the news agent with touched lotto numbers and you know that you're going to win. Are you going to walk in like this? Just want to play my numbers today. I'm hoping I win. Or are you going to walk in like, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to smash it. What, what are you so happy about? Oh, nothing. <laughs> if you know that the battle is already won in the Lord, that we can't lose it, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me how, even when life is knocking us down, how can we not pick ourselves back up in, in him? Yeah. When we're Christians, when we're believers, we don't mourn like those who mourn who have no hope, newsboys say, yeah? Totally different. Absolutely different. You know, last night at the movie night, uh, we were watching a movie, The Lion King, and whether you've seen the, the original or whether you've seen the new one, it matters not. But there's this brilliant scene in it. I, I just love it, you know, particularly in the original because the monkey's involved, Rafiki's involved, and he's funny. But Simba doesn't, he's not taking the mantle of being the king or the, you know, the rightful heir. He's just not. And as Rafiki draws him to this place where he looks into the water and goes, Can you see your dad? He goes, My dad's dead. You see your dad? No, look closer. And he sees Mufasa, he sees his dad, yeah? He has this epiphany of who he is. He realises, I'm the son of a king. I'm actually the rightful heir. I am the king of pride land. Yeah? He has this moment and then he runs off to be the hero. It's brilliant because Timon and Pumbaa, they come and, you know, if you like the movie, it's really good fun. Yeah? But he runs to be the hero now. For us, for you and I, with, with Father God, we can be the hero in our lives and we can be the hero that our lives need. Yeah. When life feels like, ah, <laughs> we need to remember who our king is. We need to remember who our king is. When life feels like shade, we need to remember who our king is. When we don't want to get up for work or school tomorrow morning, we need to remember who our king is. When we're being challenged to give above what we can give, we need to remember who our king is. When we're walking with someone that has a terminal disease, we need to remember who our king is. When we're trying to love on someone and care for someone that, whose life is falling apart, you and I, we need to remember who our king is. We sang it this morning, the king of kings and the lord of lords, capital K, capital L, that's our God, yeah? That means he's in charge. I love it. That means there is no one higher than him. There is no one more powerful than him. No one. No one. And he's our father. Matthew 28, 18 says, And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given me. So scripture tells us that Jesus has got all authority. So nothing happens in your life that is going to surprise your king. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. When you've got someone that's in hospital that's not getting well, nothing surprises him. Nothing surprises him. Nothing. He actually knows it all. He sees it all. And he would suggest that he uses it all 
yeah, to bring us about on his divine plan. Doesn't it say that in Romans 8, 28? And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. You know, having had one of the weeks that seems to have had ah moments everywhere. Oh, dang, I could turn off this mic and just give you a real one because that's how it feels sometimes. It's important that we know this. Life doesn't have to feel like it's spinning out of control. Life doesn't have to feel like that, like, ah, it doesn't have to feel like that. You and I, we have the key. Like, we have the key. Jesus is the key. Jesus is our center. Like, he is our center. I mean, for those that have been Christians five minutes, Who's ever heard the phrase, yeah, that God has to be the centre of your life? Ever heard that? I've heard it hundreds of times, hundreds of times, going through Bible college. God, you know, when you're going, God has to be the centre of your life. It's really true. It can be really hard, yeah? God needs to be the centre, but what does that really look like? Well... For me personally, it's not allowing my life, the stuff that I have to do, yeah? Even my job, yeah? My family, my kids, it's all of that. My wants, my desires, it's not allowing any of that to distract me from what really matters. You know, I want to suggest that everything, and I mean everything, should be about kingdom, yeah? Everything should be about kingdom. When it comes to our relationships, our family, our jobs, all of it should bring glory to God. Who I am, who we are, flows out of where we are. We sit in the kingdom. We're sons and daughters of God who reveal the glorious one, the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. That's who we are. All power and authority comes from that and we live in that space. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. As a child of God, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We need to know who we are. We need to remember who our king is because that needs to dictate when we're going through. Ah! It has to dictate. Otherwise, we're like those who have no hope. We're like those who don't have faith if we allow those things to dictate. So when life feels like that, we've got to be able to lean on his truth. Like I'm, if I was to properly lean on this, I could well break it. may not do that. If I'm to properly lean on this, if someone was to somehow remove that, I would fall. I would flat out face plant. Some of you would laugh. Some of you would laugh harder. Others, one or two of you may run to the rescue. Others may go into my pockets to see if they can get any money out of them while I'm unconscious. Yeah? I'm not, I'm not too sure. But if we're going to lean on God in every situation of our lives, that means regardless of what's happening, I'm trusting him. 
I know he's going to catch me. I know if, I'm, if I fall, he's there. Yeah? There is nothing stronger and better than being able to lean on him and not our own understanding. Yeah? You know, spiritually speaking, we're resting in the arms of Father all the time. So even when life feels like, uh, you know, we can choose to dwell in his peace. But I know that's really hard. (laughs) I know it's hard when God hasn't answered prayers. I know it's hard when loved ones are in hospital. Yeah? I know it's hard when you're still carrying the same pain. I know it's hard when siblings have walked away from the Lord or so it seems. I know it's hard when our relationships aren't going the way that we think they're going to go. It's hard to trust in him and to lean on him and hold on to a firm faith that still brings glory to him in that. It is, it is hard sometimes to be a Christian. Yeah? It's hard when life feels out of control. It's hard when circumstances around us feel like they're spinning. The Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean, 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 lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. There's a quote by Corrie ten Boom and she says, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Yeah, they take that one to the bank. Yeah. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. But Father wants to speak to some of us today. Because he wants to re, almost reassure our faith. He wants to firm our foundation in the midst of what we're going through. Because when life starts to throw us about, we are like every other person, unless we're trusting and leaning on him, even when it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense that I woke up yesterday and found out for some people, not me, in case that's what you're thinking I'm saying, that I've got cancer. It makes no sense. You know, I spoke to Nick Corden last night and his brother's had some cancer and he's gone through chemo and he's gone through all of that. And usually, usually, usually those that, you know, where it comes back, it comes back 12 or 18 months later. His brother's finished all his treatment. He's had a sore throat. We're talking weeks or a month, you know, month, two months after his treatment and he's gone back and they've found cancer again. It makes no sense when life does that. Yeah, makes no sense, but scripture tells us clearly. Yeah, lean not on your own understanding, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Where parts of you want to let go, where parts of you don't want to trust God anymore. Ever been there? Yeah, If you ever have doubts, we've got to look at God's track record. We've got to find something that will help shore us up. Yeah, We need to look to those. This is why it's so important to, this is why it's so important to have friends, yeah? people around you that are believers, that have got runs on the board that you can look to. You might have great friends outside of the church. Amen. We You know what? We need to show Jesus to somebody somehow. But when life is like this, they are not going to give you what you need. 
They will comfort you, but they will have no answers. They will be there for you, but they cannot be your strength. Because when you lean on somebody else, they will move. They will move. I'll move. My shoulder will get tired. Yeah, but he does not move. We can trust in him. We, gotta, we have to look at Moses. He crosses the Red Sea. Joseph, he gets sold into a slavery, ends up being you know, the second in charge of Egypt. How does that work? Yeah? David kills, a, kills the giant, kills Goliath. Shadrach, Meshach and Bulbar, they're thrown into the fire, yet they walk out. Yeah? Daniel, as he stares into the eyes of a lion. Imagine being thrown into a pit and seeing that, just walking towards you. Man, I just saw it myself twice. Actually, physically, no, I didn't. But, you know, like that's what would happen. What about Jonah as he wiped the seaweed from his face? <laughs> the list goes on and on because life is just, ah! But Father God is always faithful. He's always good. He's never changing. The unfortunate truth is, and this is, this is your happy takeaway. Thank you, Pastor, for sharing. That's okay. I wanted to share this great revelation and insight. It is the year to reveal. The truth is that none of us are exempt from suffering. Amen! Everyone says, thank you. Woo-hoo! That's the best message I've heard in a long time. I know, right? But God can use those times for our good. You know, Rick Warren teaches... In relation to our faith, he says, In faith we need to believe that God is working with us and working out all things for our good. There's faith, yeah. The minute that we're not thinking that, we're not walking or living in faith. He says, In faith we need to refuse to be discouraged knowing that he's with us and for us. In faith we need to rely on God's protection and guidance. You know, life can be really, can just be so hard in times. In fact, it's cruel. But you and I... We're people of faith. We're actually people of faith. We're born again believers. And though the outside things are yuck, they're, ah, they're out of control. Inside, yeah, inside, there's a peace that goes beyond what we could ever imagine. Sometimes we need to loosen our grip on our life and let God lavish us with his peace. Sometimes we just need to let go. Sometimes we just need to let go. We have to somehow accept that, hey, you know what? We may never figure it all out. And we've got to be okay in that space because we're leaning on him, yeah? Just picking something that won't break. I'm not choosing the plaster. Yeah. Sometimes we just have to lean on him when it makes no sense. It's him, it's Father God that makes our paths straight. Yeah? You know, we have faith in him. And faith, it's easy and it's hard all at the same time. And I'm, this, is for some, this is for some of us today. Faith is believing even when we don't see it. Yeah? Faith is believing even when we don't see it. I've prayed, I've not had an answer. I don't know what's going on, God. Faith is believing even when we don't see it. Faith is obeying even when you don't understand it. Noah. <laughs> Noah builds an ark, a boat. 
He's never seen rain. Apart from drinking water, he's never seen it rain, let alone a river or a stream or a flood. Yeah? And he builds a boat. That's why all his friends and family and those around him were calling him an idiot because he looked like an idiot. Faith's obeying when you don't understand it. Faith's giving when you don't have it. Faith's persisting when we don't feel like it. Sometimes you and I just have to keep going. We need to keep praying. We need to keep believing. And I don't know who this is for. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Faith is persisting. Don't give up yet. Faith is thanking God before we receive it. Thank you, God. I stand with Judy, you know, with her hip and her pain. Thank you, God, for the healing. It's been years and she hasn't been healed, but we will still stand in that place. Thank you, God, for that healing. Thank you that you've touched me. Thank you that you're touching me. Thank you that you're making right. Because if we thank him only when we receive it, that's just gratitude. Faith is thanking him before we see it, before we feel it, before we experience it. That's faith. And you and I are born-again Christians, the Bible says. We're people of faith. Faith is trusting him even when you don't get it. There's two things to that. When you don't get it, trusting him even when you don't understand it. But faith is also trusting him when you don't get what you need. Yeah? When you've got that illness or someone in your family does, but they're not healed. Faith is still trusting him when you don't get it. Faith, faith is still trusting him when you don't get it. I talked to a brother this week. Some of you here know David uh, Platt. And um, we, we catch up often. He's just, he'll tell you that he's just been slack. I'm not speaking out of school. And um, I go, how are you feeling? And he goes, ah, oh, my legs. You know, he's, he's, he's got all these problems, poor David, for those that know, don't know him. He, we should nickname him Hollow Man. I think they've taken out bits and pieces everywhere, you know. And he's got these issues with his legs, and so he has to wear, like, those compression-type bandages. Otherwise, you know, all sorts of stuff, nasty things can happen. And that, he says, that's the cost. I've got to wear these compression bandages all the time, otherwise they want to amputate my leg. How are you feeling about that? Because there are people out there that are worse off than me. I don't know how he does it. He's done it one after operation, after one operation, after another operation. Yet he still trusts him, even when he doesn't understand it and even when he doesn't get it. That's, that is us. We're a people of faith. We're born-again Christians. We rise up above the tempo of what's out there that makes no sense. So when it talks about a peace that goes beyond our understanding, it doesn't even make sense to us. It makes no sense that I have peace and one of my loved ones are in hospital. It makes no sense that I have peace and my husband and my partner just passed away. It makes no sense. People are thinking there's something wrong with me. Now God's with me. God has done something in my heart. It makes no sense even to me. It's a beautiful quote. 
again by Rick Warren, and he writes, God is more interested in your character than your comfort. He's more interested in making us holy than making us happy. So sometimes he gives us the ability to handle the ah moments in life instead of removing them from our life. Yeah? That's the place that we live. And that, that gives me hope. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8 and 9 says, we think, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. Now catch this. But as a result, but as a result of, ah, as a result of what you're going through, yeah, as a result of what you're experiencing right now, we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. He is our center, yeah? He's our focus. He's the one true living God. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. His love was poured out and our soul was restored, yeah? We sang it as a declaration. Why don't we stand this morning? I'm going to open the altar. Can I have the keys, please, Ollie, if that's all right? Thank you. All around Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. See, when we lean on something, we're trusting that that thing will hold us up. You know, when we lean on something, particularly today in the midst of those moments, we really have to lean on Him. See, it's time for some of us to have faith and trust that He still has the strength (laughs) to hold us up. No one except God can hold us up all the time. I don't know who today is for, but there is a sense that some of us are getting tired in our walk and in our spirit. But God's there. He hasn't moved. He hasn't changed. He has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten me. God is bigger than whatever our moments are. Yeah? He's stronger than anything that we might face. He is wiser and he's faithful in the midst of our... ah. So with every eye closed, this is what I'm calling to the front today. For those of us that need our foundations reassured, our foundations relayed, for those of us who have had moments, trials and tribulations that we've just thought, God, this is enough. I can't take any more. God wants to raise you up in your spirit this day. You can stay where you're at and you can continue to struggle in your walk and you can have moments on your own and you can keep a secret with God. But this day, God wants to break through.
this day God wants to do something that is so supernatural that will leave you walking on water. So if that's you today, as God leads, I just want you to come forward.